Hello there, audience. This is just a chill it? podcast where we don't, already we don't have it? too many formalities here. Are you already recording it? Don't have a set intro. Are you already recording it? Yes. Hello and welcome back to Are We Control? No. My name is Kevin. It's a. It's more of a chill vibe here. So, I mean... I like the introduction, though. Just saying that my name, my name happens to be Zach... And uh, I'm Kevin, and this is our podcast, Are We Can Film. How are you, the audience, doing today? How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. Did you enjoy your book? Just had a long drive. Did you enjoy your book? Uh, Yeah, I did. It was pretty good. I forgot forgot the exact details of the book. It's pretty good. Voldemort's Voldemort's a pretty good villain. uh, He's pretty dumb, though. Oh, why is that? Because he's really dumb. He th- he thinks that he's he thinks that he's the he's the only person on earth who has uh, any power anywhere near him, and he thinks that everyone else is dumb and stupid and an idiot. So, mm. but he's a good villain, though. He's power hungry. Yeah, it's his downfall. If only he wasn't so power hungry. If only he was modest, Dumbledore would make a great Voldemort. Except he would never. Uh, well. We're in nature today at the campground at Dinky Creek to record our podcast. And yes, because we're just here and we thought we might as well film it here. You mean uh, record it here? Yes. Yes, you yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, but just we're not filming it though. Yes. Well, uh I always feel like there's a fly on me. There always is a fly. Why don't you just let it be? See, you can't. I I've I've already become one because they tickle me. I've already become one with I don't nature. Like being tickled. As the dirt has covered I don't like my being foot. Tick- that's, that's my favorite part about Nikki Creek: how my feet get covered in dirt. That's gross. Uh, that's well, why I'm wearing shoes now. Yeah. Well, I like wearing flip flops. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we'll just get some trivia up in here. So, it's going to be different from the first one. What are you? No, it's going to be different oh from the first God. one I just gave you on our first take. And. Uh, so this one, I don't have this on, a, on any sort of list here, I'm just coming up with it. This one is, uh, Echo! Uh, this one a little is, little bit uh, we, uh, we have an army, we, we have a Hulk. That would be from the first Avengers movie? Your glasses look really bent up. Do they? The bridge, like the little plastic things on the... I think that's how they always look. Yeah, maybe because they're always bent up. I think that's just how they are. I've got a quote for you. It's possible. Okay. Um, it has to be from a movie I've seen, though. That f- tree looks very burnt. I'd buy that for a dollar. Did you notice how burnt that tree looks? No. Looks like charcoal. I'd buy that for a dollar. Is that from Robocop? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I wouldn't have known that unless we had a conversation about this this week. So, yeah. Well, uh, so last episode we left off on the previous episode uh, in a great state of of sadness. Mm-hmm. I believe it's safe to say we have recovered somewhat from that state, uh, both of us. Uh, in about an hour or so, we returned to our normal uh, hate-filled selves, in which we constantly just made fun of each other. Although, Kevin, uh, would you like to share the recent development you made in your diet since the episode we recorded? No. Okay. Just kidding. 
Well, we could share it once we get to the movies we watch, and then it'll be a good tie-in. Okay. Okay. I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, well, it's better. It's Food's more satisfying if you let the hunger build up. Because then it's really like, ah, oh, just really, yeah. Yeah. It's really... Hits the spot, hope the burrito tastes good. as they say. The yeah, good, I hope the cold burrito that's been sitting in a freezer for four hours is going to taste delicious. That really uh, heat it up, warm me up on the fire. Uh, okay, so the first movie we watched was we we didn't even plan it at all. Well, I mean, I we, uh, we just I just I just basically just hit it on this TV on like the free like at free with ads section. Although I don't think there were ads, so I don't know what they call that, but. Anyways, we watched the Morgan Spurlock documentary, uh, Super Size Me 2, Holy Chicken, about Morgan Spurlock and how he uh, wanted to make more money. And so he went, and I'd say he utterly failed at that because no one watched that movie. Um, That would be a good pun if he started a cow business, but unfortunately he started a chicken business. Uh, Would you understand the pun? If it was No one watched that movie? If he started a cow business? No No one watched that movie? I say I, I got sap on my butt. I said that he I said that he failed utterly, but uh, and I said that would have been a good pun if he it was super me too holy cow. Yeah. You know what? That just clicked in my head because normally it's holy cow, but he changed it to holy chicken. Didn't even uh didn't even make that connection. Yeah, me neither. Where are you going? I'm just standing the up. Audio quality is gonna be bad. Well I said earlier we could take we could just walk around, but it's why don't, we, why don't we find a better rock? Okay. Well, as I guess we walk. We can just talk about suicide me too. Okay. Well, yeah. The problem is, the closer, it was pretty bad. The closer we get to the, I thought you gave it like pretty good rating. On that rocks. Those rocks. Those rocks. Yeah. The tall rocks. I like that rock. I don't. Why not? I want it. It's dangerous. It's not dangerous. Little, yes, little, it is. Little, little. Well, uh, you, climbing rocks is fun. Uh, oh, stinky. Yeah, but we're not, we're gonna be too far away from each other. No. Put the phone right there. You stand that part. You stand that part. Problem is. Let me take apart. Why don't we, why don't we pause the podcast right now? How come? Uh, because, well, just so we can get up on the rocks so there's not a bunch of bad, like, phone hitting rock sounds, you know? Uh, it won't hit the rock. Well, I can't get up there with one hand. So, I'll get up, I'll hold your phone, and then you Yeah, can. I'd rather just not, though, so. Maybe. Uh, maybe not, we could do it somewhere else. Because remember earlier when you said you didn't like that rock? Those are, those are probably good right there, actually. Where? Right there, where I'm pointing. Can't see it probably over this rock. Uh, um, those those two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I suppose. suppose? Wouldn't you like to work a little closer from home? Actually, I would. Well, I propose the Potomac. You'll provide them both? Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's go. Whoa! One else was in the room. I said whoa instead of no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm stupid. I'm just a big, dumb, ugly idiot. And I'm stupid. I don't know anything. I agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. The insult or the kicking pine needles at my kicking leg? Kicking pine needles at your leg. Uh, but you meant the insult wholeheartedly? Yes, I did. That is very rude of you to say. Well, I cannot lie. Okay. Are you, uh, what's the one who can't lie? Elephant? No, Abraham Lincoln? Are you, are you, hoarding, are you 
either A, Horton Who's a Who, or B, our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. Or MC Hammer. Can MC Hammer not lie? He likes big butts in the camera. Uh, I think it's, I think that's like the first half of a level lyric. Like, I cannot lie when I see him walking down the street or something. Like, he can't lie. When I see him walking down the street, I like them. So I think I don't think it's about overall like truthfulness. Big butts and I cannot lie. See, the problem is we're really far away from each other. No, yeah, we are. Just no, for a conversation, yeah, but not for having a podcast. Just hold the phone out. Let's see. You speak. Hello. Hello. Yeah, it looks about the same. Problem is, I can't hold it like that for. I just hour. put the rock right here. Okay, you put it there. I mean the phone. And then we just speak down to the rock. Hello. That was. That did not work. That was the uh, aforementioned rock, rock sound. Phone sound. Yeah. Well, that looks fine. Might be to just me. fine out here. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Shut up. Hello. That looks fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, uh, Hopefully the audio isn't muffled, because that's where the microphone is, I believe, but anyways. Okay, Super Size Me 2, Holy Chicken. I think it was not the best. The thing the is best. about the movie, there's, like, no real point. It's, like, basic, it's basically, I guess the purpose behind the movie would be to, like, expose how flimsy marketing labels are, like free-range, GMO, etc. Yeah. That's basically the purpose of it, but it's kind of a... I mean, maybe it's just because I already know, knew all that stuff, but it was like nothing surprised me. Um, I mean, I, I, it kind of came together in the end when I finally understood what the restaurant was because for a while I was just looking at him. He, his, his whole goal was like have like the most like, like real healthy chicken restaurant that didn't like fry their stuff. And I thought that's what he was trying to do the mm-hmm. whole movie because that's what he said. But then by the end what he was trying to do kind of made more sense and it was a completely different angle of what he was saying because what he really did was like have like a normal fast food restaurant yeah. but just all the things like reveal what the marketing tricks are but yeah they had pictures of big yeah. chickens they and they had a picture of a chicken that said this is a free range GMO chicken and then they had said another picture and they said this is also a free range non-GMO chicken see the difference or see the difference and Morgan's was uh all gross and disgusting. Yeah. There was a there's a lot of chicken meanness. Yep. He tossed chickens out of a bucket. Like yep. That. that part was sad. Yeah. They they did it in slow motion. He bought a bunch of chickens and and he Morgan Spurlock was trying to carefully take each chicken out of the container one by one mm-hmm. and then the old and said, nah it's better like this and then the hardened chicken farmer just threw the entire bucket of chickens onto the ground yeah. and they were all flying everywhere yeah he claims it's better for the chickens but I think that's just what they tell themselves because I can't imagine them. I can't imagine that that would make actually make any sense that doesn't even mean anything stimulate them so what is yeah. that supposed to mean it really doesn't mean anything just like oh finally it didn't really look like that hit the I mean, floor too hard. Yeah. It didn't look too painful, but still. With with small animals, a little baby chickens being dumped. Whenever you throw a small, they animal all landed on the floor, it's like not upright. Gonna, yeah, but still, it's just like. Yeah. And then they also stepped on a bunch of them. Yeah. They're just like yeah. crushing them. Yeah. Said, Whoops! Killed one. It's probably like yeah. eight dead and they baby just chicks. Threw them into the dead chicken bucket. And the other chickens got too big, and then they just they're dead. And they just yeah, their legs broke, and they had a bunch of heart attacks, and they couldn't even stand up because of how fat they yeah. were. 
because they've been genetically breeded to be fat. What if we were just genetically breeded to be fat, Kevin? Yeah. It was odd. It was presenting it in a way that was like, oh, this is, this is okay. But yeah. I was like, wow, this is pretty messed up. I feel like that would have been a better message. Yeah, but instead it, it he just... Had like a, almost had like a go-vegan message because of how yeah. brutal that stuff was. Almost. Morgan Spur- Spurlock was like, it's okay. Mar- yeah, it was, it was almost as if Morgan was like, like kind of on the verge of going like going like vegetarian or something, and then he was like, uh, but I still have to do the documentary, and then he didn't. Because he was like, is it normal for me to feel so sad about uh, getting rid of the chickens? And then he was like, and, the, and then the chicken farmer said, yeah, it's normal. And then he was like, wow. Yeah. It was very odd seeing the lab of chickens. Uh-huh. It's just, I never thought about that before, but they do have to actually, like, like giant hatch storage room of chicks. chickens. They just have, it's, like, so, it's, like, so weird if you think about it, like, Probably as a, a thousand eggs. If that was almost. humans, you just had just a lab full of refrigerators filled with, like, fertilized embryos that were just growing in, in like, buckets. If that was just how babies were born, it would be so weird. And we do the same thing for chickens. No, no rooster, or not rooster, no hen involvement. But anyways, uh, this, this doc, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, this documentary made you go vegan? Uh, kind of, yeah. I guess so. Because you watched this documentary and then you said, I think, I'll, I'm thinking, I, think I want to go vegan. That's so rude. And you started making, and then you started saying, man, it's just so messed up how we just treat these animals so badly. And then you went vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So overall, the documentary was kind of messy. Yeah, all I mean, over the place. Yeah, I didn't really understand the message. The it definitely got better once the restaurant actually opened. That was a pretty entertaining segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing that it was pretty funny, the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it was a. Uh, I feel like they could have just like started it at, like maybe like, start it with opening the restaurant or something like that. But yeah, oh, and there was a lot of like things that were like very clearly, like sort of planned slash scripted like interviews were like like remember at the very beginning where uh he went to see his like like ad agent or something who had like the he said he had a punchable face he had like the long hair mm-hmm. and uh like, like a suit or something that's that scene seemed very scripted a boardroom scene and he was like trying to get his restaurant yeah but some parts were good and most parts were not yeah anyways I think I gave it, two, I don't know, two and a half or three stars, maybe? I gave it two and a half. Yeah. And then, since... Super Size Me 1 is entertaining oh, as well. Yeah, and by the way, they have n- absolutely nothing to do with each other whatsoever, basically. Yeah. It has nothing to do with him eating the food. It's not like he gets big or anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is it's another Raising Health yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I guess the title. But the movie was called Super Size Me because yeah. McDonald's Super Size... Yeah, right. So it didn't have anything to do with McDonald's. Yeah. Super size, man. That's what they do in the in the credits. Well, anyways, uh, then we watched Cowspiracy together because you were just so Cowspiracy, the sustainability secret. Sorry. Right. Let me let's just take that from the top. Well, anyways, then we watched Cowspiracy, the sustainability secret. Mm-hmm. And Cowspiracy, the sustainability secret. No, you met you messed it up that time because I got because that time I got it right. So, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, 
think oh, I've seen this. I think I've seen this two times before. Wow. It's a. Uh, it's. I mean. It's a. It's a very. I mean, I. I'm. I'm myself. I'm a vegan, so you know, it's a good message, and it's certainly actually very educational. It's educational, but the problem is, it's just like I don't like the the like host or I guess like no. the documentarian a lot. He's kind of very annoying. He's like. I couldn't believe that these chickens were being slaughtered every day. How could this be possible every time? It seemed it kind of, I'm, I'm almost certain it was all like, I'm sure, almost certain he like shot all that stuff, all those like contem- con- contemplative scenes like after he shot the documentary or at the very least he knew all this information because it was like, it seemed, that, seemed, that part seemed very like planned and stuff. But yeah, I just didn't hate the host. And... Yeah, so, I didn't like how it was shot either. Yeah, it was very like was uh, very film studenty wide. where they just put all those like cinematic filters and stuff. Yeah, should have just been a normal. Yeah, sixteen by nine. Documentary should really just be normal very aspect, brightly lit. Normal aspect ratio because like it's supposed to be documenting real life. But yeah, yeah. it's a good message. I like good visual guides. I like too. the interviewer. The the no not the interviewer the the interviews some of the interviews yeah, lots uh, of good talking heads I like the ex farmer guy who is who says you have to do something yeah you, you have must to do something. do something I love I I love uh, in sort of a uh, sort of a slightly making fun of him but also I think he's a I think he's just a nice unironically excited guy about veganism the guy the the classic. Uh, whether you pour it on your milk as a cereal guy, doctor something mm-hmm. something, who I think it's Michael Greger or Clapper or something. There's a lot of there's a lot of plant based doctors in the in the realm, but something like that, like that guy. He's very he's very uh, you know just unabashedly excited. He's kind of I know you haven't seen this, but for anyone at home, he's kind of like the Klein bottle guy who goes around and he says Klein bottles. He's like that guy. Ah, <sighs> from Number File. I know you don't watch. I think I've seen one video. Yeah. You showed me probably. But yeah, uh, yeah. Good message. Not the best document. Makes you mad skills. about the government. Of course, yeah. So many things covered up. It's ridiculous that they're doing all these mm-hmm. save the environment yeah. campaigns, but the real problem is uh, covered up. Yeah, and, and you know it's the. You know, I think is a good, like, sort of, like, uh, argumentative point. It, it probably wouldn't convert anyone to go fully vegan, but maybe get them to, like, start only eating, like, certain types of meat that are more, that are better is, like, people will say, ah, you know, I don't even care about the cows. Like, sure, they're killed. Sure, it's bad, but who cares? They're just dumb animals. But they also point out how, um, like, when, when farmers want if farmers want to they can just basically take their cows to any public land they want and they have free reign to kill any any predators they want like just shoot a bunch of wolves shoot a bunch of um, horses and stuff they showed a bunch of that stuff like and foxes yeah. and they even said like you could like call up the government and say hey I got a fox come over here with your with your uh, helicopter and shoot this down so you know some people who may will like make the argument that, like, just cows aren't worth as much, like, mo- like eth- morally as other animals. Even so... Which is speciesist. Of course. 
you know. Um, yeah, and in my opinion, the stupidest, stupidest thing that uh, we have here is that is the idea that for some reason dogs are are it's it's it would be it's illegal to kill a dog, but just because we find them to be cute. It's like I don't think the the morality of something should be determined by how cute it is. And besides, in China, yeah. people eat dogs there, and I've seen some of my friends go, this is, uh, this is sickening. I can't believe this. And it is sickening, but it's hypocritical when you say, you know. Yeah, and, and in some cultures... shouldn't be killed. I think in, like... It's a cultural thing, just like yeah. it's a cultural thing to eat cows here. In, some in India, cult- they don't yeah. eat cows. In India, like, the cow is sacred, and it's yeah. like, they worship it, basically. It'd it's be, like, cultural. a terrible thing to kill a cow, but, yeah, so it's like, that's a, that's a good... It's a good thing to point out, like, even so, like, still gonna be killing all these great big magnificent uh beasts that you know um super masculine men who say oh i like to eat meat and stuff so i can get muscles will be like ah oh, but i respect the wolf because it's powerful you'd say oh but they have to kill wolves so that the cows can eat food anyways good information <laughs> good information well yeah so that's what we watched maybe we should watch earthlings next yeah, I've never seen it. Joaquin Phoenix. Is is that Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, he produced it, and I think he... Leonardo Di- narrates it. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio produced... Uh, Cowspiracy. Yeah, Although apparently he's not vegan. No, he's not. I don't think so. The filthy little dirty hypocrite. I want to take him and teach him a lesson. Anyways... Okay, well, I, my phone is down there. I have the list of all the movies I watched. I think... You probably watched something before I did, right? That's all I watched on that day. That was the 22nd mm-hmm. of Jan- July. Yeah. So I, I didn't watch anything I don't on the 23rd. The but on the 24th, I watched something. Mm-hmm. What is it? Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that with Adam? Yes. Right. I've seen. This is the second time I've seen it now. Mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters. I came out, I watched it with my friend Didier. And uh, I very much enjoyed it then. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was great. I think mm-hmm. it, was, it was my... Uh, second or third favorite movie of the year especially of the best picture winners very uh very great film nominees you mean yeah the best picture nominees uh this time i didn't like it as much Mm -hmm. um definitely the first act is is kind of slow takes a bit to pick up uh he doesn't start like infiltrating the kkk until like 20 25 minutes in i think would you say that twenty two? Did you say that uh, that would be like uh, like the inciting incident, and therefore thrust the movie into the second act? No. Oh. Okay. Just kidding. Yes, it would be, but it was just it it, it wasn't boring. Mm-hmm. Before that, it would just it does it was kind of slow. Nothing much happened. Yeah, can't remember a lot about the movie. I just remember. All the, like, uh, I remember, I don't, I, I don't remember what was at the beginning of the movie. I just remember, like, all the phone calls where he did the, well, the white voice and yeah. when Adam Driver went to the meeting. I don't, I just remember. He goes, he goes to the, the black college before he join, he, uh, calls the, the clan. And that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. It was very powerful. Um, it was Cory Monteith from The Walking Dead. Never seen it. Just kidding. I have, but not a lot. Yeah. 
Um, it was a good scene. He, he was like the, he was doing a speech, you know, slime poetry. It was very powerful stuff. Oh, right. Very, very well lit. A lot of cool shots yeah. of individual yeah. yeah. audience. Because he, like, he had like a love interest in the yeah. movie too, right? Yeah. Yes, now I remember. Um, so that was a good scene. Uh, and once, once he gets to the KKK, obviously, and Adam Driver. Adam Driver's really great. I think he's probably my favorite part. He's great in everything. The scenes with him at the KKK are, are both very tense and very funny, mm-hmm. which can be hard to balance. But Spike Lee does it well. You know what my question is? Mm. Why didn't Adam Driver just call them in the first place? Because that, that way there's no, like, eh, your voice sounds different. Well, I mean, that's a, it's a true story. I suppose. So that's Even why. so, I mean, true story guy, why didn't you just have Adam Driver? I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't there, or he didn't think. But yeah. Anyways, um, but I love the score for this movie. It's great, very powerful score, mm-hmm. and it's just lots of very intense scenes, especially towards the third act, um, when the when the car gets blown up, crazy stuff, and it's very very hard to watch uh, at sometimes. There's lots of very foul, hate-filled language, city inward, too many times. Um, and it's very difficult to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it, it's very important, very important movie. I'd say, I'd say you should watch it if you haven't. Are you instructing that audience rock members to watch it? No. And the, especially the, uh, I really like as well, the, uh, the last part. Not the very last, last part, but like when the the cross gets burned at the end, remember? And they, they both take out their guns and it does like a cool vertigo shot of them. Like they're kind of moving forward, but it's like, you remember? No idea. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, you just have the most terrible memory in the world. And then, of course, with them burning the cross. And then it goes into uh, the footage of Charlottesville. Which is very, very mm. powerful. Yes, I do remember that. that. That I think it made me tear up when I saw it. It's very, very, very difficult to watch. Very intense. Um, very important. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The movie is very funny, very dramatic, very tense. Very hard to watch, as I've said. You know what's <laughs> tense? My back. Oh. Sorry, I just didn't want to undercut you there, but it's just my, I really had to crack my back. Ah. Oh. Well, what did, what did you give it? I give it an 8 out of 10. Mm. One less than last time, huh? Yeah. yeah. did you think about it? I liked it. You could go read my review. I don't know. Well, I'm asking. I was a different person. I'm asking you more because we're doing a podcast. Yeah, I th- I was good. It was a funny movie. Problem is, I can't remember much about it. That's just the way I am. Don't have a good memory when it comes to remembering uh, the details of the movies or my thoughts about them. Hmm. If I watched it today, I could probably mm-hmm. tell you more. But did you watch that last year for your movie project? Yeah, I think I watched it like very early in like February. So hmm. it's been like a year, almost a year and a half. Uh, 
opinions weren't as well-rounded. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's about all I have to say for that movie. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what, what dates I watched them, so how about I just say one movie for every day? Sure. So I'll just say the first one was um, the rest. No, hold on. Space Jam? No. No, you watched that. Make Me a Sandwich. Make Me a Sandwich. I watched Make Me a Sandwich. Which I also watched. Well, hold on. When did you watch Make Me a Sandwich? On the 26th. So I think I watched it the day before that. So, so I just used the day that. before that. I watched uh, so the twenty fifth. Synecdoche, New York. Mm. Mm. Charlie Kaufman film. Yeah. I f- first learned of the word synecdoche in eighth grade, and my uh, English teacher, the person who was supposed to teach us grammar, vocabulary, and other things, had no idea what the word synecdoche meant. Neither did I, but, I mean, you think she would know, and she pronounced it synecdoche for a long time, and then she looked it up. This I is thought it was pronounced synecdoche. Mrs. Johnson. a year. Classic. Classic funny character. And, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, that's my uh, insight. What is the movie about? Um, it's a movie about a man's life, of course, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. May he... Rest in peace. Um, it was really, really great. Um, it's basically about time, how time goes fast, everything's fleeting, and we're all going to die. And that's pretty much what it's about. Mm. A real Spy Kids 4. Uh-huh. It's, Sorry, it was just a joke about how Spy Kids 4 is about. It's definitely very depressing, clocks. but um, it's truthful and it's honest. And uh, with, with the truth comes sadness. A lot of things aren't all peaches and cream in life. Um, this this movie is is pretty genius. I didn't give it a rating. Um, partially, I watched it like over the course of four hours. I kept pausing it, getting up and doing stuff, which isn't the way to watch a movie like this. So I'll definitely have to rewatch it like, soon. Um, that's how we watched John Dillman when he walked into the commercial box sale. True. That's true. Um, but we did break it up for in parts yeah. in days. I was also days. a bit tired, so mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention too much. <laughs> That's Especially sad. towards towards the end. And it's also a very confusing movie. So definitely a rewatch is needed for this one. Um, mm-hmm. But I watched Adam's uh, YMS. Adam, yeah. Uh, the Genius of Synecdoche New York video, and it's really well done. I noticed, like, so, I didn't, I guess I didn't notice, but... I realized so much stuff after he was talking about it. And it's it's crazy how much like detail is put into the film. Um, Boy, does my butt hurt. Uh, yeah. Like I think the movie the movie starts in like I think starts in like September or something. It says it. The radio says good morning. It's September. Blah blah blah. And then um, like the next shot, the time has already passed like two hours, and then the next shot, it's a couple days. Like there's little details in the background that signify like what day it is. He opens his paper, and it's already October. It's like supposed to be the same day, but time is moving incredibly fast, which uh-huh. is like the point. Um, and it, it's really, really cool. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, the production is insane. Um, it's it's just really. Is that a character? The production? No. 
it's just really well done. Just a joke. It's a pretty, it's definitely a very genius movie. Do you get the joke? No. It's, a, it's, like if it, it's like if a character's name was the production. Like if I said Kevin is insane, but it said it's the production. Okay, and that's not very funny. Okay, well. Awesome. Never seen it, so can't comment. Why is it called Synecdoche, New York? Um, is that a they live. They live in... Uh, they, they, they begin the movie living in Schenectady, New York, which is an actual place oh. in New York. Um, and Synecdoche is like, you know what a Synecdoche is now. When, I, I kind of, it's like when one, it's like when, it's like when people refer to New York City as New York, or yeah, they refer like, to the, are you, where they, when they refer to uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers as just the Dodgers? It's more like, referring to them as LA like saying LA won sure. the game last yeah. night okay. instead of the Dodgers not mm-hmm. the entire city of LA won obviously but yeah. it's more of a generalization which is um, he the character uh, he wins the MacArthur grant and he he's a theater director and he mm-hmm. wants to make a giant pretty much recreation of New York for the play and the play mm-hmm. is basically his life it turns out it starts being very simple um, but he's, it keeps getting more and more complicated, and he, he, he makes the life... He makes the play basically about himself and casts actors to play himself, to play his friends. It's really, it's really crazy. It's, just, it's insanely well done. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I didn't give it a rating because I couldn't fully wrap my head around it. My freaking gosh! I hate flies. Um, yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you could share that story. Um, what? Okay, so is that all you watched on the 25th? Yeah. So on the 25th, I watched the short film, Make Me a Sandwich. Which I watched the day yeah. after that. We could just talk about it together. Where did, where did you find it? I think I just saw it on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like in the suggested. And I was like, oh, I'll watch this. It's only three minutes. Looks like it might be fun. It said like horror comedy or something short. I watched some... I watch a few couple of, I watch, I watch the odd short film just uh, that I see on my suggested because, you know, I have the viewing habits for YouTube to just suggest those to me. Uh, but your toes are filthy. Yep, they are. It's the fun of it. And then you get to watch them off. <laughs> wash away the, the camp time and mm. be restored as a new man. Um... So this is a short film, and uh, no point describing the plot because it's three minutes long. It'd probably take me it'd probably take me just as long to describe the plot as it would for you to watch it. It's about a man who owns sandwiches, and his wife makes them for him. Yeah. And she gets occasionally she gets more and more mad and starts trying to sabotage the sandwiches. Okay. To harm the husband. I think that was less than three minutes. Yeah, but you just spoiled the whole movie, though. No. Well, Didn't spoil the ending. Uh, well, anyways, it was. Um, I mean, it was odd. Yeah, it was kind of. That's why I said it's like something that you and Kat, uh, Mason would make because it's just like kind of just a bunch of nonsensical, random stuff, and one of them is just creepy and nothing makes sense. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's there's no real like uh, I guess message, but it's kind of just like a it's 
basically just like a, a comedy type thing, and uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Not the final shot doesn't really. It's, it's a twist, but it doesn't really make sense. Not uh, yeah. Confused on like, at what point did he die? He died when he ate the sandwich with the glass. But why is there so many sandwiches after that? Because she's like insane. And she keeps on... I thought that was clear. His skin is literally rotting off his body. Clearly, he's she, he's been dead for a long time. Yeah. And she keeps on bringing him new sandwiches every day. Because now he's dead. And she's happy, finally. Mm. But she hates making sandwiches. Why would she make more? Because she's insane. Because she's crazy. See how it's kind of like something you and Mason would make? But she's crazy. It's crazy. And then, he eats, and then he eats a sandwich with glass in it. And then we cut to him rotting. That's like what you and Mason would say. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I think I gave it three stars. What did you give it? Three and a half. My boy. Uh, boss. Remember the guy at Carl's Jr.? He kept on calling dad boss. Every other word was boss. Mm-hmm. You like fries with that boss? Awesome, boss. I'll give you those fries, boss. Here's your fries, boss. What else would you like, boss? Yeah. Anyways. What did you watch on the 26th? Besides, make me a sandwich. I uh, watched La Belle et la Bête. Mm. The Beauty and the Beast. Is that Beauty and the Beast? Is that French for Beauty and the Beast? The Jean Cocteau film. First Jean Cocteau film I've seen. Mm-hmm. What is the other films? Huh? What are the other ones? Don't remember the name of them. Oh. There's a trilogy of his films on the Criterion Collection as well. Wow. But they're out of print. But I'm still gonna get them. Cause I'm gonna own all of them. Essentially. Um, but this, this in my opinion, was better than the than the Disney version. Both Disney versions, that Emma Watson and the animated. Oh. I definitely would have to rewatch the animated version. I haven't seen it in forever, but uh, it's definitely better than the Emma Watson version. Yeah, the version's not very good. Um, there's not any songs in this one, which I like. I like musicals, but not that much. I like them when the musical, like the song, serves a purpose. Okay, show choir. <laughs> Like in Hamilton, all the songs kind of serve a purpose, but like, okay, show choir. But you know, in the animated one, they kind of just burst in, into song for a random part, and it kind of just slows down the mm-hmm. plot, as yeah. most musicals do, which is why I'm not the biggest fan of them. Um, but they're good songs; they're catchy. Sure. Uh, Iconic, one might say. Sure. This, but this was just so whimsical. It was so like magical and like great i loved it so much and every, every all of it was practical obviously it was made in 46 um the costume for the uh beast was fantastic it was, it was so cool he had a giant mask i read in the booklet i think it took like five hours every day to put all the full makeup on wow and he was like draped in a giant like cape and elegant like an elegant costume it was really well really well made and um the uh, another thing when the dad walks through the castle for the first time, um, obviously there's not a talking teapot or anything like that. Um, there's there's hands holding candelabras like coming out of the wall. It's really cool, and they all light up slowly. And the hallway goes wow. on. It's really cool. It's very well, very well shot, very well lit. Um, and there's also there's like stone guys, stone faces, and then. It zooms in on them and they're real and they're looking around and like eyeing the dad. It's really, probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It was really cool. 
Um, and it's, it's pretty much the same story. Gaston is in it, but his name just got Gaston, a different name. Um, in, in the original one, mm-hmm. do, does she have three sisters? Does she have two sisters? I don't think so. I think, no, because she, uh, I think her, she had a mom, and the mom died, and then the dad was here. Yeah, and this one, it was, it was more like a Cinderella thing. There was, there was three sisters. Mm-hmm. Two of them were, I think, older than Belle. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were complete jerks to Belle. Um, wow. Belle was like, Belle was like uh, the maid. She just scrubbed floors all day. It was, it was really like kind of like Cinderella. Um, but the dad goes there and the, she t- he tries to take a rose for, for Belle and the, the beast sees him and says, you must die for this. Either that or uh, your daughter must live with me and you're dead. So he goes back and Belle says, I'll do it, father. I couldn't live without you. So he goes and it's really cool. And it's it's just so magical and it's so cool. Was, I loved it so much. Is there a good score? Is there a good magical? There's there's a very there's a very Wait, cool musical score. score. It felt it felt yeah, definitely felt kind of Disney like. It was like operatic. It was like, wow, kind of ghost like almost. Um, yeah, definitely kind of reminded me of a of a Disney mm-hmm. score like that. So is it like? Was it like a fun-spirited movie, or was it like a pretentious cinephile-type movie, like Jeanne Delman, Ventrois, no, Quitte de Quatre-Vingt, Bruxelles? I think anyone could love this. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Um, yeah, it was. I wouldn't say it was crazy fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't happy, happy like Disney, but it was. It was more real. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was. It was very. It was just very fun. Um, I loved the beginning, but the opening credits say, I mean, because this was like. I mean, it wasn't the first fantasy movie, but it was, m- most movies back then were more kind of grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. So the the opening crawl, it says, like, uh, children believe that beasts can talk and that um, and that castles can be enchanted. I ask you to have the eyes of a child for this viewing. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Wow. It pretty much said, suspend your disbelief, which yeah. is what every movie does nowadays. Every movie is based in fantasy. Now the problem goes the other way, where people get angry when, when yeah. Kylo Ren dies, and they say, "How dare you? I stand Kylo Ren," and then they punch their bowl of pudding. Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. There's also in the supplements for the Criterion disc. There's, uh, I think, a composer created an opera for. Three of Jean Cocteau's films, La Belle et la Bête, being one of them. Um, so there's an entire opera track for the film in the beginning. Like it's it's the same dialogue, but it's all made into singing. Yeah, I watched like the first Wait, couple minutes of it. It's really like cool. an alternate cut. Huh? It's the same exact film, but the, it's a different audio track. Mm. Like if they were saying, I can't say it in French, but like for example, the Beast would say. I didn't watch this far, but he, like, when he says, you stole my rose, he would say something like, you stole my rose, you must pay for what you've done. Something like that. Um, so I'll definitely check out the whole thing. It was pretty cool. But, yeah. I recommend it Bugs. to you. You recommend, this is my formal recommendation? No. Uh, okay. To everyone, you'd like it. 
If you like the Beauty and the Beast Disney version, this one's good. This one's amazing, actually. It's so good. I love it. So today's the 28th. Okay, so I think on the 27th no, I did. Today's the 29th. Today's the 29th. So you just did the 27th? Mm, I think so. No, 26th. Okay. I only have one movie now. So. Okay, because I think on the 27th I watched The Rescuers and Space Jam. I actually started Space Jam first. And then, and then uh, I kind of got bored with it, and so I paused it for a while, and then Mom came down. But everyone loves Space Jam. Not me. I paused it for a second, and Mom came down, and she said, you want to watch the next Disney movie? And I said, sure, and so we watched The Rescuers. Mm-hmm. Did you watch like, a uh, Space Jam on HBO Max? Yep. Would you like to sit down? Makes sense. Well, I'll stand for a little bit, stretch my legs. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize we, that was an option. Maybe we should go f- walk around for a bit. No, that's fine. Because I want to stretch my legs too, though. You just stand up and talk. Yeah, but the audit, the microphone's too far away. We'll hold it up. I'm now holding the phone. What'd you think about the rescuers? Uh, the rescuers? I think I've seen this one. Maybe I saw rescuers down under instead. The one with the mice? Yeah, you know. Yeah, the rescuers. I've seen one of them at least. Rescuers was good. It didn't. Again, it's just like the uh, classic. Dark Ages animation style that I like, the scratchy type thing. And, uh, yeah, so I like the animation. Um, it just, I, I just love the animation of those types of movies. It just feels very hand, just feels like homey, I guess. But, uh, homey. But the movie itself is, is good, but it's not great. It's just a kind of a, just a basic, um, uh, adventure story. There's no crazy. There's nothing, nothing crazy. That put it over the top. The characters weren't too, you know, weren't like super developed. You know, I didn't have super strong feelings for them. It's just like a fun sort of uh, adventure film and good. And then I watched. Uh, what's, it, what's it about? Well, it's about a a mouse. Well, it's a, no, it's about a, a, apparently it's like a group of mice in this movie that like, are like, basically like, like rescue, they will, I call them like the rescue squad or something. And they just like find messages in bottles and then send mice to save people. Mm. Very specific thing, but apparently that's how it works. And so, um, I think I might have seen rescuers down under and says, and so they long time, a girl long time a girl ago. sends a message and says that she's been kidnapped by uh, a, a evil person and they go and try to find her and it's like a janitor it's like it apparently there's like one f- there's like a french mice or mouse i guess there's a french mouse who uh, volunteers and then uh, the leader says but you're a woman take a partner to go with you and then, the, and then the woman mouse picks, like, this schlubby janitor mouse that's trying to... It's, like, basically like a servant, I guess. Not a servant. Not a servant, but like, you know, just janitor. And uh, so then they go together, and then uh, they go in on a mission to find the girl. And the villain is kind of... She's kind of like... A, she, she's kind of like Cruella DeVille in that she's kind of just, like, e not egotistical, but uh, power hungry. She kind of just in everything for herself, and she has a very similar demeanor and look to her. Her hair is like dyed like bright red, 
and she she kind of bosses around her little lackeys and stuff. But yeah, that's what it's about. So it's a fairly interesting, but not super. And yeah, and then you watch Space Jam. Yeah, and then I finished Space Jam. Started Space Jam, then I finished it. What even is Space Jam about? Space Jam, and stay with me here. It's about uh, Michael Jordan. Who and actually, I didn't even know this too, but apparently Michael Jordan uh, took a brief break in the 1990s to uh, leave ba- ba- basketball and, and play in the and play in minor league baseball. Hmm. <sighs> Just randomly. I don't follow sports too much. Yeah, but anyways, it's apparently Michael Jordan retires and he goes on to his career of minor league baseball, and then also at the same time there is an evil group of space aliens. Who say who are watching a TV and they say we need a new we need a new um, person for our attraction for our we need a new you know a new would be well we need a new attraction for our theme park as I say and they look at the TV and they see Looney Tunes and they say we should get those guys and then another alien says but they're on Earth and they travel to Earth they go plunge deep into the core of the Earth and they find a little bullseye target that says Warner Brothers on it and they go through it and they end Mm. up in Looney Tune land. They find Bugs Bunny. They say, we're taking you captive. But the thing is, the aliens are little tiny, little tiny guys. And so the little tiny guys say, we're going to take you. And then, but Bugs Bunny, you know, what's up, Doc? That guy? (laughs) I know. He goes, familiar with He goes and he says, and he grabs their rule book and he puts in it and he pastes a little thing that says, you have to give them a fighting chance. And it's very funny because it's obvious that he pastes it in there. And then they give him back the book and they say, oh, you have to give us a chance to fight back. And he says, it's in the rule book. And the aliens say, well, I gasp. And remember, they're small. So Bugs Bunny says he develops a plan with all his old Looney Tunes friends. And he says, what if we challenge them to a ba- game of basketball we'll obviously beat them because they're so much taller than them because they're little tiny guys and so what happens is these little five little tiny guys five uh, aliens for to form a full basketball team five people in a basketball team they go up they go back up to earth and believe it or not they go and find uh some of the most famous uh i don't they're not famous to me because i don't follow basketball but apparently at the time some of the most famous basketball players they suck out their basketball talent into a basketball they they bring it back down and then they turn into these giant big monster guys, and they're probably mm-hmm. like uh, they're probably like double the size of the Looney Tunes now. And so they they are like, oh no, what are we gonna do? These guys are so much taller than us. But they get Michael Jordan and then to the team. They say we're gonna, and then Bugs Bunny says, "What's up, Doc? We're gonna need some help." And he goes up, and they get Michael Jordan, and they pull him down. And also Bill Murray is there for some reason. Who? Hmm, Bill Murray? Yeah, Bill You're Murray. Talking is there. very fast. I can't understand you. Bill Murray is in the movie for some yeah. reason. And they, well, Murray comes in later, like at the very end of the movie. Anyways, then they. Uh, have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit. I have. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was better. Uh, I haven't seen either. And then they play basketball, and yeah. Does it look like the Looney Tunes characters are actually there? No. Michael Jordan. No, it looks like uh, any other movie like that. Hmm. Where they just, where they just put the animated characters on top of the already filmed footage that's the and movie they're making another one yeah i know that's why i watched it uh that's the movie it's not good i don't like it it's not people love it though yeah like that's because people that's because people have a nostalgic atta- uh, uh, affection for it probably because of how crazy it was at the time and it was just the craziest thing they'd ever seen 
they have a nostalgic affection for it, but I don't. And so I'm a grumpy old mean meanie pants, and I don't like the movie, and I think it's bad. And I don't think it's inter- this. It did not entertain me, so I gave it two stars. And I don't plan on watching it anytime soon. Those are my thoughts on Looney Tunes. Now we'll take questions. Anyone have any questions? No. Nobody seems to have any questions. Did you watch the one more James Stewart movie? That's it. Yes. Oh. Want to talk about it? Would you look at that? Is he sucking you? It would appear that he is. I don't even that know sucks. I don't even know what a mosquito <laughs> looks like. <laughs> I think they're bigger than that. I think they're smaller than that. I think they're bigger than that. I think they're smaller than that. Would you like to fight? Anyways, uh... Yeah, well, what did you watch on the 28th? I didn't watch anything except for Pump Springs, which is the recommendation, mm. so we had to talk about that last. Okay. I watched the James Stewart film, Mr. Hobbs Takes a Vacation. Mr. Which, Hobbs and Shaw? No. Watch the James Stewart film, Mr. Hobbs Takes a Vacation, and, uh... Mr. Hobbs and Shaw? No. Okay. I watched the James Stewart film, Mr. Hobbs Takes a Vacation, and so it's about uh, James Stewart, who's like a dad, and... Uh, is he dad in real life, too? Yeah, he is. What? Like he, he was. He's come off the rock. This power dynamic is intimidating me. Is it? You don't yeah. like being smaller than me anymore? No. It's, it's making this conversation uh, one-sided. No, it's not. Yeah, because I have to look up to you. Instead, you should look up to me. I'm pretty eye-level with you. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have to, you have to hold it together with her chest. Anyways, see... Stop it. <laughs> What's this one about, just, Mr. Hobbs and Shaw? Stay still like we were before. Okay, Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation... I'm glad you asked. Oh my god. Could you stay? Uh, Wait, that's three leaves. I want to lean against this. Why don't you lean against it with me? No, I would like to stand. I like standing. Okay, now you're taller than me again. What? So what's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hobbs and Shaw about? It's about, could you call it by its proper title? I just did. I What's talk, it about? I gotta talk about it until you call it what it's called. Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation. Say it. Okay, Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation. Okay. And sees Shaw. Yeah, I would tell you if you stopped interrupting me. Okay. I'm not interrupting you, so. Yes, you are. You keep on saying Mr. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation. James Stewart, a father. Father, husband, grandfather, in fact. He's 50 years old about when this movie was shot. And the fact of the matter is... He is the stereotypical dad, you know? He does not want to be there. He is disgruntled. He is grumpy. And he is sad. Just stand normally. Okay, so Mr. Hobbs uh, takes his family on a vacation to this beach house, but it's all rickety. And the plumbing's bad, and it looks like a haunted house. And then they do a bunch of stuff, and uh, the movie ends. So, yeah, the movie's not really... Is it a road trip movie? No. Oh. Uh, the Sounds not, like it. It's not. Oh, okay. It's a vacation movie where they go to a beach house. The road trip takes about three minutes of the movie. Do they drive by map? No. <laughs> Try oh, you're map. referencing Muppets, I see. Yeah. Um, Was it funny? 
Yeah, it was sort of funny. It was kind of just sort of like a family, fun family movie. It was sort of entertaining. I, I found value in it, but the fact of the matter is there's not very much of an interesting plot, not much of very interesting characters. It's pretty much just kind of like interesting situations and, you know, James Stewart being, I would say, as someone put on Letterboxd, this is, this is James Stewart being his most James Stewart. He's just like a confused dad who's just like kind of like, he's like kind, but he's also kind of just like, oh, no, what's going on here? I don't know. No, wait a minute. No, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he has like a daughter. One of the big plots is he has a daughter that, uh, uh, is embarrassed because she just got braces. And um, they had braces back then? Yeah. When did braces start? I don't know. Oh. Why would I know that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, she has a daughter. He has a daughter. When was it made? In 1962. Wow. Two years after Vertigo came out. Oh. He has a daughter that has braces. Actually, that's not true at all. Psycho came out in 1960. I'm such an idiot. Okay. He has a daughter that has braces, and she doesn't want to smile. And so, no, she doesn't have any boyfriends because she doesn't want to smile. So no one wants to pick her up. She doesn't have boyfriends. But then they go to a dance and she meets a boy. And James Stewart pays the boy five bucks to ask, ask her to dance. But eventually they fall in love and they like each other. And it's all happy. And that's one of the plots. And another one is James Stewart goes fishing with his friend. And that another the, one that is... the video I saw? With his son, actually. And then another one is James Stewart goes bird watching. There's no real... Purpose. I mean, the purpose is just to have sort of like James Stewart being in uh, just kind of silly situations that make him uncomfortable. And uh, it's just, I mean, it, it, I suppose it's trying to be funny, but it's not really not. But it's still, it's still entertaining. Uh, that's all I have to say about the movie. If mm-hmm. you have any questions, I'd be happy to take them. No. Okay. Not really. Okay. You think you'll ever watch it? Probably not. Doesn't sound that interesting. Well, it's interesting. It's not that, that interesting. We went on the exact same age as he was in this movie. I'll okay. watch it. That's a guarantee. Bet. Bet. All right. Well, the last movie I watched this week, the last movie we're going to talk about this week, is... You should return to the first rock and it'll come full circle. Okay. Is Palm Springs. You don't have to hold that clutch, Brandon. It's Palm Springs. The recommendation of this week, of course. Recommended to me by someone... Forgot who? I can't cold conversation with you, Kevin. Just seems like you're more concerned with speaking to the phone than you are with speaking to me. Well, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm just talking about the movie. Okay, well. And, uh, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was really entertaining. I thought the plot was pretty cool. It's another time loop movie. Like Groundhog Day or Happy Death Day to you. I'll definitely be interested... To watch more time loop movies. Yeah. I wonder how many more there are. I'm sure there's more than just that I've seen. Um, I wonder what the first time loop movie was. Maybe Groundhog Day. Maybe it was an episode of The Twilight Zone. Or Star Trek. Feels like something that would happen on The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was very funny. Um, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Very well shot. It was very bright. Yes. Very bright colors. Much very, like Palm Springs. Very pretty, very fun to look at. Um, it's like a candy bar. It's like a bag of Skittles. Um, 
cool visual effects, though not the greatest. Yeah, it's low budget visual effects, which is fine when it's a low budget, of course, because there's an explosion that looked pretty fake. They're just doing what they can with how much money they have. It's only when movies have a high budget and the CG sucks. Is that a? It kind of looks like a chair. And oh, no, wait. Huh? I think we just seen things. What? Never mind. Where? It's just a. It's just a formation of items that are kind of look like a chair. Up there. Okay. That's a log. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I think it's cut into a chair. Um, yeah. It starts off really strong. It's really cool. I didn't expect it to just jump in uh, on, like, a random day. Yeah. It's like, you said it was, I think you said he's, like, been through it the same day for millions of years, but I think the director said it was, like, about a little over 40. Mm. Well, so... I didn't watch an interview with the director, so... I didn't either. And also, then how did you know? I don't know. I think I read it in a letterbox review or something, or a comment. Okay. Well, I don't care what the director says, because it, because whatever the director says is irrelevant once the movie ends. Um, Amity Sandberg was really, really good. He was so good in this movie. He was so entertaining. I love him. Yeah. He's so great in this movie. He was really uh, good acting. Kristen Milioti was really good, too. As was J.K. Simmons. Those three were really cool. Um, J.K. Simmons didn't really have much of a role. He was kind of like three or four scenes. And he wasn't really needed too much for the plot, but... We should have been out J.K. Simmons instead. But expected more, more, uh, more from him. But it was only 90 minutes. You can't really put too much in. And uh, do you think the grandma was part of the time loop, the Nana? What well, yeah. I think she was. Oh. I think she definitely was, because she said, I've seen so many weddings. And she said to the NBC neighbor, she's like, good luck. And she knew. Oh, she yeah. It is, it is, it is. Of course. And they don't, I don't think, they don't really explain how the cave got there. I think it's just... It's an earthquake. It's been there. Huh? It was an earthquake. Well, I know it was an earthquake, but the earthquake only revealed the rock. The rock fell off, and that's what happened. Yeah. It was just magic. A I, think it was a rip, I think it was a rip in time or something. That's probably what they said, but mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't really matter. Of course. It's just, just their fur. So, you know. I, it's, it's I liked the movie. Um, I, what did you give it? You gave it a solid 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. That's what I gave it to. I think uh, Luke and Kira gave it 4.5, which is a little yeah, over both, the top for me. In my opinion, the, the movie is... It, it's a, it's a romance, comedy or rom com. Comedy, sci-fi. And uh, the I don't think that I don't think the I think the that aspect of it is kind of um, not like su not a, not super strong. It's the kinda, romance. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's kind of just. I mean, in I think um, in terms of like the in terms of like the actual like brass tacks like the micro but in, in the grand scheme of things it's just the same old it's just the same old plot of you know you know they meet in a cute way and then they start friends and they slowly fall in love and then they have the falling out and they come back together they fall in love and the movie yeah, ends but I like, like the, but when you but like the, con the conversations like the interactions are really good yeah. just like the the general way it goes 
You know, it's just kind of boring to have the same thing over and over again, but yeah. But they're great together. I really liked how she found out a way to leave, and he, at first, he didn't want to leave. Yep. He said, I, I want to stay. I bet. It makes sense. After 40 yeah. plus years of living that, you would want, you'd be scared to, you know, continue, continue your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just be, I cannot imagine how big of a, how big of like a psychological damage would occur once you leave uh, your state of um, omniscience and you, once you once you no longer know what's going to happen at all times it's like how can you move on uh, but yeah uh, Karsten, on the Karst cast they said uh, he should have gone ahead because you can just stay up as long as you want right so if you don't fall asleep it'll never reset so he should, what he should have done is um uh, what, he, what he should have done is go a, go ahead a couple days, figure out you know how the horse races are going to go, and then then get out of the time loop and then become rich. That's what they said. Mm. Oh, you know what I noticed? It's kind of a dumb thing, but uh, do, I don't I don't exactly understand. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's just like I like to think about it because it's fun. But like in the scene where they're together and they like have sex and. Um, and then, like, Andy Samberg like, falls asleep, right? Mm-hmm. So what, like, is, like, if like if Christian Milioti stayed awake long enough for Andy Samberg to get a full night's rest, and then he, he woke up, what would he be? I mean, like... I, yeah, I think he would just be in, like, a black void of nothingness until she, mm-hmm. until, like, everyone in that time would... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, there's, really, there's no thinking real about logic. time loops. You know, time loops are a man-made concept. It's not mm-hmm. real, at least as far as we know. So it's hard to mm-hmm. really make it that realistic. There's no point in really wrapping your head around it. It just makes your head hurt. And there's no real answer, but it's fun to theorize, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think it's uh, my favorite. Well, I don't know my favorite, but. I really, really loved J.K. Simmons in it. It's funny. And, like, just every scene he was in was really great. Love when he goes to his house and they just talk. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he sh- he shows, like, his domestic bliss, so to speak. And uh, that's probably what encouraged him to want to leave. Mm-hmm. Gave him the courage, so to speak. That was the point of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you have any other good. comments? I recommend it to pretty much everybody. It's a very mm-hmm. easily enjoyable movie. 90 minutes with credits only like an hour 20. So Good, fun, quarantine fun. movie to make you feel like you're not, haven't been yeah. cooped up in your house the past it's five like months. It's social commentary because we're living the same day over and over again, too. That's what my short film was about. Coronavirus Day question mark the award-winning short film by Zach Riley, uh, yeah. So that's all the films we watched this week. Mm-hmm. Or to phrase it another way, our week in film. Mm-hmm. Ever put that together? It's time for the recommendation. So sit down and listen to the recommendation. Should Ready, we, Zach? Should we sit down? No, it's okay. Oh, I, th- I thought we were going to sit well on start. the. That we we're going to sit on the rocks. Might as well start walking back. Uh, okay. Um, well, would you like to know what it's going to be? 
Would I like to know what it's going to be? Uh, yes, I would love to know what From it's going to be. Year, Here, just... Why don't you just stay close so we can hear the audio? It's from the year 2018. Uh-huh. It's nominated for Best Picture. Seems like you only recommend movies that have come out in the past couple of years. And every single episode, you you recommend multiple uh, good-sounding classic films, but you never recommend those ones to me. That's because I don't want to go. Something I just talked about. Uh-huh. I just go on my highest-rated films and see the first one I That's what I did. But I, I realize you haven't seen this movie, and it's really good. Uh-huh. Um, a Star is Born. Mmm. My recommendation. The new one? The Bradley Cooper film from 2018 with Lady Gaga. Which I got on Blu-ray, so you can watch it on my Blu-ray. Gaga. Right there. It's also on Apple TV. Yeah, it, it is. It. Yeah, it does also own it. It's a really beautiful film. Great music. Really well shot. Fantastic acting from both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And the ending, Maison Cry. So check it out. It's in the week. Okay. And we can't check the email today. Yeah. But regardless, there, even if we could, there isn't any. Unless an email came in in the past two hours or so, there, there are no emails this week. Uh, but, you know, just, you know, kind of man to man here, or man to woman. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You've you've come to love and grow to love the the funny types types of character char- characters and humans we are on this podcast, all our funny banter, yeah, all the insightful commentary. So that's why we just would love it if you just took took a moment, typed into your little uh little inbox there, you typed the words uh are we can film at gmail.com. That's the at symbol, not the actual word at. And just uh, also the dot symbol, not the actual word D-O-T, the dot symbol. And you would just, uh, you know, write whatever you want. You could write poopy butts. You could write, I like eating vomit. You could write literally anything, uh, except for like, uh, you know, racial slurs. I mean, which I'll probably still read the email. Just, well, edit the racial slurs. Um, But uh, I guess any curse word, probably edit it. But really anything you want. I mean, it's not like... It's not like whatever you write. It's not like we can't say whatever you write because it doesn't reflect our real values and beliefs. So you can literally write whatever you want. And uh, we will read it, discuss it, critique it, compliment it, and uh, applaud you for your effort. Unless you're a bigot. Mm. Just want to put that caveat there. So, uh, But, yeah, again, that's com. Would you approve of my message kevin or disapprove of my message yeah approve okay we better take this pine cone huh oh yeah weren't we supposed to get pine or was that dad that yeah and uh with that thanks as as i always say keep your friends close Mm -hmm. and your enemies closer closer. from the woods i'll leave that in that time (laughs) 